0: Hello and welcome to Lytton Parish Church on the 21st of March. We are going to have a look at the life of Peter today, just a, a quick run through, picking up some of the things in his life that gave him experiences that he could talk about and reflect on in his first letter to the Christians scattered throughout the Roman Empire. I've entitled this talk, Learning from Experience specifically Peter's and we're going to look at a few verses in 1st Peter 5 in which I imagine that he might be reflecting on some of his life journey with Jesus as he gives these bits of advice to the scattered believers throughout the Roman Empire so let's go verse 6 he says humble yourselves under the hand of god that he may exalt you peter was a big mouth he often spoke before engaging his brain and when jesus first called him although we thought maybe a humble fisherman i think he was a pretty arrogant one his bravado showed at various times in the gospels and the one that stands out to me It's when Jesus was washing the disciples feet and Peter was the one who said, no, Lord, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus had to rebuke him for his stubbornness, for his arrogance. And then there was a time before that when Jesus came to them walking on the water in the Sea of Galilee. Remember the story? And Peter was the first to say, let me try it, Lord. And then he gets out and he thinks, "Mm, I don't know about this, and began to sink. And he realised then that the power to walk in water was only Jesus' power and not his. So he learned to humble himself. Verse 7, next one. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I wonder how long it took Peter to learn that lesson. I imagine he would have been very anxious at lots of times when he was a disciple, when he was challenged. For example, Jesus sent the 12 of them out into the villages with nothing to preach about the kingdom of God. Not at all sure what reception they would get. He must have been anxious then. Or when Jesus said, see all these thousands of people, feed them please. And here's a wee boy's lunch. Use that. And he'd be thinking, what? But he proved that Jesus was more than sufficient for the task. Um, And he must have been anxious when God told him to go to a Roman centurion's house called Cornelius and preach the gospel of Jesus. Um, That took trust. But he had learned by then to trust what God told him to be worth obeying. And the third thing I want to pick up on is, he says, verse 8, stay alert. Peter didn't always realise that who he called his great enemy, the devil, was attacking him. Just after he declared that Jesus was the Christ, the son of the living God, almost in the next breath, Peter says, Jesus, don't go to Jerusalem, that's a bad idea. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. Peter did not know that he was being used by the enemy to try and stop Jesus in his tracks. And remember the lowest point in his life when he betrayed Jesus three times during his trial. By the time we get to Pentecost, he's completely changed. And he's realising that he is standing against the work of the enemy the holy spirit has given him confidence to preach the gospel in front of thousands who might have been hostile and he describes the devil in striking forms as a roaring lion looking for vulnerable people to devour i included john 21 the story of peter's restoration by jesus because i think that underpins everything peter did from that point on He learned humility through repentance and he received Jesus' unconditional love. That would certainly have convinced him how much the Lord cared for him and it sustained him through many challenges in the coming years. What can we take from this look at Peter's life? Well, three things I want to leave with you. One, let's remember that in Jesus' kingdom, the world's values are turned upside down. A sense of entitlement or self-importance might get you success in the business world but it's going to be a hindrance in serving God. Just as Jesus washed the disciples feet so we should be able to serve with humility taking on tasks that we might not like and actually there are lots of people have been doing that during this pandemic. Don't you think that the work of the church is as much serving as it is preaching the gospel second point don't carry your worries around with you give them to the lord get in the habit of giving them to him do you realize how much god loves you and wants what's best for you paul prays to the christians in ephesus that that they would know how wide how long how high and how deep the love of god is ephesians 3. and jesus said come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and i will give you rest take my yoke upon you let me teach you because i'm humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden i give you is light matthew 11. the third point we're in a constant battle against evil not just a general evil force but the bible is clear That the specific attack of what Peter calls your great enemy, the devil, is real. In the same letter, Paul advises the believers to face each day wearing what he calls God's armour, Ephesians 6. How alert are you to these challenges in your ordinary life? One thing's clear. We are not expected to be passive observers of the battle, but to arm ourselves and use the greatest weapon we have, which is prayer. In his second letter Peter says this, in his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life and he should know. A final word from Paul to challenges in Romans 12. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he finds acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Romans 12, verse 1. I'd like you to look, though, at the experience Peter had in John chapter 21, where Jesus restores him and asks him, Do you love me? And bring out of that what you will. What is that saying to you today? Now, at the end of all our reflection and all our worship. I want to just say a blessing over everybody uh, that God will bless you. In fact, I'm going to do something that's a bit embarrassing. I'm going to sing it. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Thank you. See you later.